When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Thank you. Next! First, your exes should be blocked. You know, acknowledging the good things and moving on. We're not about bad vibes here. Are you relationship experts? No. no. <laughs> My pants were wet. <laughs> it ain't even about BDE anymore. It's about thank you, next energy, yeah? the weather's been shit but listening to your favorite podcast when it's raining and gloomy outside just hits a bit different in it yeah you know the rain's been like proper on the window i like that bang bang i hate that because i wake up and i'm like i'm gonna go for a walk in the morning and it's like bang 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 it's like no go back to bed go back to sleep no but that's nice because then it's like nature's giving you an excuse yes it's mother nature saying you need to rest babe i'm not gonna lie though i have been a bit depressed by the weather just a little bit but we move oh raj we move this is Thank You Next. In case you didn't know, it's not a weather podcast or a weather spoons podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Raj. And I am Hardeep. And we are back up in this bitch. So if you're new to the podcast, we are all about looking back at our failures, aka our L's, and turning them into wins by figuring out what they taught us. Like that time when you didn't turn up to dance class, your teacher got annoyed with you and you basically got kicked out because you kept going to gate crash out on a Tuesday night. Then you had to stay another year in sixth form to finish when your mates went off to uni. But it's okay, because in that extra couple of years, I kind of worked out what I wanted to do with my life. And I met my teenage crush. My little first, my first love. And there you go. Who was that? Oh, your first love. Yeah, okay. okay, my first love in that, you know how it is. Anyway, and that's basically what we do here. We spin some negatives into positives. We get into all kinds of L's, but we try and focus on the relationship ones like wants to do with our family, friends, their love interests, bosses, colleagues, and authority figures. Like, you know, the statue that got put in the river, like that. Mm. But it's not all about us. We want to know what you want to say thank you next to. So email us, send us voice notes to hi thank you next podcast at gmail.com and follow us on socials for banter and good conversations because we're always having good conversations. What was the last one? Do you like a dad bod or a six pack? Oh my God, only like two people voted for six pack. A six pack would make me feel like I need a six pack. Nah, really? never. I would never. Yeah, I would not feel like, I'd just be like, okay, cool. I'd look at it and feel inadequate. No, I'd play with it. I'd, I'd poke it and stuff. Ooh, I don't know. The guy would just sexy, be like, fuck it, I'll just get fat. I'll just get fat, it's all right. If you want to get involved in those conversations, we are at Thank You Next Pod on all socials. Oh my God. So shit that went down this week. Something really big happened this week. What? I know we're living in a pandemic and we like to not talk about it on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got vaccinated. I got vaccinated. Is there a vaccinated song? I got vaccinated. I got vaccinated. I got vaccinated. Vaccination. Vax, 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 vaccination vaccination. Oh yeah, there's a vaccination. Oh yeah, vaccination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Okay. Uh, you're not ill though, innit? I'm not. I, I literally just had it last night. We are recording this currently at 1.41. I had it yesterday at 4 p.m. ish. And I have to say, like, 
I went with my mate. Oh, there's so many things that they just don't tell you about the vaccine, by the way. You can take someone with you to your appointment and they don't tell you that anywhere. So how did you know? Me and my friend accidentally booked our vaccinations at the same place. That's it. At the same time, like 15 minutes apart. So we were like, oh, let's just go together. So we went together and then they clocked that we were together because obviously we were having, you know, you have to keep two meters distance. Mm. The queue was massive and it was inside this this room, this big room in Ealing. And um, mm-hmm. I was just like, have you seen Money Heist yet? And we're just having these really like stupid conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, this uh, woman was like, are you two together? Yeah, you could stand together. Because I was like, they probably got tired of us. That's so, have you seen Money Heist? That's so <laughs> yeah. funny. Aww. But um, when we went inside, they let us sit in the same room together because they had pe- people had to go into different rooms. Mm-hmm. They let us sit in the same room together. And he was like, oh, are you guys together? And he was like, oh, are you having the vaccination too? And I was like, what, are you allowed to bring a support partner? And he was like, yeah. So you can actually take someone. Bloody hell. So we had our jabs together. She went first and she hates needles and stuff. Mm, me too. Yeah, she tried to style it out that like it was fine. And then I went next. I couldn't even tell that the guy had put the needle in. Really? That's mad. I like it when they distract you. and They're like, how was your date? Eh. Yeah, he didn't even talk to me. He was like, put your arm down, relax your arm. And then I was like, all right. And then something happened. Like I felt a little scratch, but it wasn't like, I was like, is that it? You know what? You're making me feel sick. Let's let's not talk about the year. no. I hate them. I hate them. No, it was honestly, and it was fine. And like, I was saying to Pam, because I went with my mate and I was like, did it even go in? And she was like, oh, you couldn't even feel it go in. That's what he said. Hey, can you feel it go in and that? I need to feel something going in though. Yeah, like I just, and she she said to me that she could feel the vaccine (laughs) going in her arm just infiltrating her body oh my god i feel sick stop and i couldn't feel anything so i was like i don't know if i even had it but i have had it because i can feel like a little bit of soreness today it's very calm and i know loads of people are really worried about getting it but you can take a support partner with you it's not that scary you get a sticker afterwards unfortunately you don't get a lollipop i think that is official feedback that i would like to give to boris just like Mate, give us some lollipops, innit? A little, a little like, oh, well done. Even a pot of jelly would be nice. Like, it's oh, some yeah. vaccine jelly, jelly you know what I mean? And everyone was making such a big deal out of, oh, if you're under 40, are you going to get Pfizer, blah, blah, blah. Yes, you get Pfizer. They just offered it to us. I didn't even have to make a big deal and be like, oh, I want Pfizer or I'm going home. My mum was like, if they don't give you Pfizer, come back home. I was like, it doesn't work like that. So they they ask, they ask you which one you want? No, I think you can actually go there and say, on the news and stuff, they're like, oh, you can go specify what you want. Mm. Before we had it, they were like, are you okay with having Pfizer? And I was like, yes, bingo, bitches. All right. I'll hey, have Pfizer. Here we go. Anyone got any vaccination questions? You know where to go at underscore Rajpanda. <laughs> You can ask me about it. I mean, I've had one now and I haven't grown a dick on my head yet. So oh, fucking hell. That's what I thought happened. I thought that was a side effect. I mean, I've got a little spot, but it's not quite a dick. So it might be growing to one though soon. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see what happens. You're hilarious. So what is this about a store assistant thinking you're dating Frank Ocean? What? Last week, I was just like... Mm-hmm. In Harrods, downstairs, in the quiet bit where no one knows you all love the shit Harrids, is. Isn't it? I feel like it's a life hack because it's very quiet on a Sunday, like no one's there. On a Sunday? You'd think it'd be rammed on a Sunday. What do you do in Harrods? Do you just walk in? What, what do you do? When I went, none of the restaurants were open, but there's a pizza place in there that I love and it's got mm. a gut. Hardy, I will take you. Can we go? I think we, you know what? We're due a meet up soon. We one are that's due. just fun. Yeah. Oh, you'll have so much fun. It's going to be so crazy. Like, so the guy in the pizza place, he's a chef and he sings and he like, he he sings like, 
while he's like um, do, spinning the pizza, they spin of the pizza course. in front of you Fucking and stuff. Hell. It's like right. it's some next level shit, and I just I love that place, man. I love that place. Oh, all right, we're gonna go. We need to meet up soon. Yeah, that is a fun joint in Harrods, but um, yeah, they've got a really sick stationary section at the bottom, and um, I went down there. Do you like the stationary? Yeah, I love it. And if someone's got a birthday, like I have to get them like a a birthday card that I've really thought about. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'll be like, it has to be something that speaks to me and I need to go to a proper stationery store. And Oh, that's sweet. Oh, so I'm there and my phone, look at my phone cover case. It's completely broken, yeah? Oh shit, what do you do? I don't know. I've had it a long time. It's cassette and it's broken. And oh yeah, I don't know if you can see that there, but... You've got Frank Ocean on your background with his sparkly sequin oh, basketball shorts. I love shorts. this. I just love these shorts that he's wearing. Wait, and they said, is that your man? I was just like, oh, do you have this iPhone case for like an iPhone 11 Pro Max? And she was like, no, we've only got the 10 because when, you know, and all this rubbish. Because basically their stock came in before lockdown and the latest iPhone was mm-hmm. some next iPhone. So I was just like, all right, fine. And she was like, oh, he's very handsome. Is that your man? And I was like, what, Frank Ocean? Like, he's gay. How old was the person? <laughs> she was. The thing is, is I can't tell because... I look way younger than I am. Like, I don't know. She probably might have been my age. I don't know. (laughs) And what did she say when you said Frank Ocean? I was like, A, that's Frank Ocean and B, he's gay. So (laughs) Is he like fully gay though? Like, Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he came out as, I don't think he's like bi. I think he is gay. Has he seen this though? You're so funny. I will steal him (laughs) off you. You can't have Frank. I'm sorry. Like, that's going to be mad. When I saw Frank at, um, where where was that? It was wireless, isn't it? Did he do wireless? Oh, it was Lovebox. <gasps> I was just drooling. I was like, this yeah, is such a waste. Yeah, but he just kept waste. mumbling. He was just like... No, I loved it. Oh. Yeah, but well, I don't know. And then he repeated, it. thinking about you, he just repeated it. I was like, oh, oh. That was good. And I feel like the sun was going down in it and it was like... Oh, it was, it was beautiful. That song I really like. I once said to someone, I was like, oh, I love this song. She's like, oh yeah, my ex likes this song. I was like, shut up about your fucking ex, dog. Everyone loves this song. Every, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the thing, that's the thing. But I just thought, how crazy, like this this woman thinks I'm hot enough to be with Frank Ocean. Okay, I'll take Mate, it. Mate, you're take fucking it. banging. Oh, thank you're banging. you. And you can have Frank. I was like, she thinks Frank Ocean's my boyfriend. She just thinks that that's my boyfriend and he wears sparkly shorts and I'm- I don't. I think she just saw a hot guy and was just like, mm. she was like, "Oh, he's so handsome." I was like, okay. "You went into work this week, didn't you? Last minute little appearance." Yeah, la- lastminute.com went into work, and you will not believe. Honestly, I hadn't even put my bag down, and two of my colleagues, one who's a really good friend of mine, was sitting there having a conversation with another colleague, and one said to me, "When are you getting married?" When you're having kids. Do they listen to our podcast? They know nothing about. Clearly not. Well, one obviously knows about me. The other one don't. But I was just like, in my head, because if this was a conversation on another day where I was not feeling great, this might upset me. But I was just like, you are barking up the wrong tree here. You're barking up the wrong tree. That's what that's on me. Yeah. I was like, you have got the wrong. This is the wrong crowd. Like, I know I'm brown. I know I'm a girl and I know a lot but, of girls okay, are. I, let's just rewind. Let's just rewind. How did this conversation start? So they were already, so I, I went to the other guy after who's my friend and I was like, that's weird. And he said, yeah, he said they were already talking about marriage and kids before I came along. And then they just, okay, they, they saw me and they were like, then they decided to project it onto you. Like you just walked past and they were like, oh, you, you need to get married. Yeah. Well, they kept talking about how oh, they're wow. going to find me a nice man. And I was just rolling my eyes because I was like, again, like, I would date women and men so I was just like mm, okay mm. Uh, but you know when you it's just like office politics political correctness you can't control who is around and what they're coming with Yeah. but it just made me think that when someone has a life view about the world or they live their life a certain way you living your life 
in a way that makes them question theirs or they can't understand they don't like it and they have to try and project their life onto you even today i said to my friend oh this is good and this is bad and then i went back and i said actually no because i said about the way we live in the uk that we work to live Mm. a lot Mm. and then i had to be careful because not everyone does work Mm -mm. to live so then you don't want to project whatever but anyway i was just like mate you guys have found the wrong person for this conversation but also, I have to say, it's, it's interesting that people in that line of work who are creating broadcast materials are thinking like that and saying stuff like that because it's like, by now, should you not know what runs and what doesn't? Yeah, especially because our place is meant to be very forward thinking. You know, you've got creative people, creative beings. And are you not meant to reflect society as a whole? But I guess they're reflecting that part of society then. Yeah. It's interesting though. I'm not in a rush, man. I'm not in a rush, rush. Do people really say this stuff to women now? Like, I just... I'd hope that people I meet on the street and stuff wouldn't. Even like the other day, I was getting my hair done and the lady who was doing my hair, she's married and she was talking about how she was hanging out with some babies and loved giving the babies back. And then I wanted to ask her, like, oh yeah, so do not get broody then because... I'm the only woman I know who doesn't get broody and is not like dying for kids. So it's nice when I meet another lady. And then I was like, yeah, but actually, I, what if she's having fur- like problems having a baby? I don't yeah, want to. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to then make her. What if, I've have it, what if I'm having problems finding a, finding a man or having a baby? Like no one knows that. Yeah. What if you go home and cry about it every night and then someone's slap bamming you with it in the face? Like when you walk into the office, it's just like, all right. But also it shouldn't have to be that. I have a problem for you not to ask me. Maybe I just, you just got to respect someone's life decisions. Yeah. I don't want no baby. Imagine, come back next week, I'm pregnant. Lol, joke. <laughs> I'd have to have sex I to do that. I had a dream last week that I was pregnant mm. and I was in the hospital and like, for some reason, like I wasn't, it was with my ex. It's for some reason I was having my ex's baby and I was really scared and I was just like, oh my God, and my parents weren't there. They couldn't be there. There was a head in my vagina, but I couldn't feel anything, mm. but there was a head in my vagina. Like, like and coming I was like, out? The baby. Yeah. Like I could I could feel there was a head there. Fucking hell. It was gross. And but I couldn't feel anything. And like I kept getting WhatsApp from my ex and I was like, how is he WhatsApping me when I blocked him? And that was it. I was like, Aah! I was thinking the other day, because someone was telling me how their daughter or someone is about to have a baby and they're defo gonna have a cesarean. And I was just like, imagine, yeah, like anything to do with I can't even watch vet programs, I can't watch like doctors, I can't watch any of that shit. Yeah. I turn my head away. I can't look at it. But imagine knowing you're going to go there and that's what's going to happen to you. Like, that's insane. And also even natural childbirth. I'm just like, whoa. Raja's just got a look on her face of just like pure shock. How do you, when do you think about childbirth? Are you just like, they're not scared of fuck out of you? I had a call this week with a mother who wants to create a podcast. Like, so I had a little bit of a development chat with her and she started telling me about her birth and she was given an epidural. And she was like, oh, I could not feel anything. It was bliss. I didn't know what was going on. And I was like, were you high? And she was like, no, you need to have gas to be high. So I was like, what I would like is an epidural and some gas, if that's possible. I can't be, I can't be aware of anything. Yeah, she said she couldn't feel anything. She was like, the doctors had to tell her when to push because she couldn't feel her contractions. She couldn't feel anything. And like basically to get the epidural though, you have to have an injection in your spine. So you have to be really still, like sit really still. And then they're like... Eject it up your spine. She said she couldn't feel that that much though. She said it was all right. All of it just makes me, you know, I'm just, oh my God. This just reminds me of like, I was watching Kardashians this week, yeah? Scott and Kim were having a conversation about how Kim was like, I don't want the kids watching the show. 
like at all. Right, right. Any of the kids don't want them watching the show. And how can you not? Well, I'm sure they can find it online. But you, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're banned from watching it at the moment, right? They're not like because they're quite small. They're quite little. And when they're over eighteen, surely they're allowed. They've said they will. They'll let them watch more and more as they get older. But initially, the conversation was Kim was like, I don't want them to know who Chris Humphreys was. So that was the first guy she married. I think the second guy she married. Sorry. Also. Uh, they'll know straight away that first episodes are about the sex tape, no? Yeah, the first episodes are about that. Yeah. Oh, hello. You don't need to know about that. So what they did is they cut up versions of the show that they were happy showing the kids. So it's oh, like wow. Mason's birth and like Penelope's first holiday with the family and, you know, just like Aww, cute stuff. Okay, that's nice. But Mason's birth... Courtney's hardcore in it. She loves like all nature and... Oh, did she look at the birthing thing? The birthing pool or whatever? She did look at the birthing pool, but she gave birth in... I think it was... I don't know where it was, but anyway, her legs are splat open, yeah? Mason's coming out. She grabs him out of her vagina like this, like Simba. Like, oh, For the TV? Nah, she just grabbed him from her vagina. That was how she wanted to grab... She wanted to pull him up. So she pulled him up. And this was on TV? Yeah, this was on TV. It was on TV. It's like... Obviously, you can't see a vagina, right? I think basically his head had come out, his shoulders had come out, and then she just grabbed him under his armpits. I remember them having the chat about placenta. Oh, yeah, yeah, and whether you were going to eat it and stuff like that. But I was going to say, Scott was like, I had a lot of problems with drugs and addiction, so I don't want the kids watching that stuff now. But, you know, as they get older, they're going to want to watch it, and they will watch it. So they've allowed them to watch certain bits. And Kim is very like, I don't want them to know about my exes and like my previous things that I went through and stuff like that. And I mean, I have a view on that anyway like because i think parents should be so open with their kids about their own experiences mm. it makes us look at them less like they're martyrs and like do you know what i mean like yeah you're just people and you make mistakes as well but we do this podcast we talk about a lot of shit on this podcast like do you ever worry about not necessarily your kids but even your parents or your aunties or someone listening to it and being like i've got something to tell you oh shit i didn't tell i've not told you have i No, i don't think so what is it so my word i haven't told you what is right. it so on friday my dad picked me up oh, from no. the station oh no my dad picked me up from the station and we were in the car and he rang my auntie and i was chatting to my auntie and then she put my little cousin on the phone who's like 15 16 doing his exams yeah so i was chatting to him and i was like oh follow me on instagram because me and him the relationship's a bit been a bit strained but we're both older now i mean he's he's a child but anyway we're older now and um i was like follow me on instagram follow me on instagram we'll you know get chatting and so he was like i did look at your instagram but i didn't follow you because your first video was about foreplay and the line was a bit crackly, so I don't think my dad heard because he was Bluetooth in the car. Even if it is like, I've already warned my dad that I've done content about sex in the past. Yeah. I don't know if anyone remembers, but a few months ago, I got trolled online for doing a video about sex and going to a blowjob workshop. And that video got shared around a lot of people in the Midlands. My family are from the Midlands, brown people in the Midlands. It's a very small community. Well, it's not small. It's a lot of people. But anyway, my worst nightmare was that my dad was going to see it. Mm. So... Got off the phone to my cousin and dad said, oh, you should be careful about what you post. And I goes, no, dad, like I've done the worst I can do. And as in the worst has happened and I feel anything now is nothing. I've been bullied. I've been harassed from sharing content about sex online. And I explained what happened to me. I said, oh, this guy, he, he shared my video on WhatsApp groups and, you know, shared it on like name and shame accounts for people. I was getting lots of VBs and I goes, I was really upset. He said, when did this happen? I goes, a couple of months ago, but I didn't tell you because... I don't know. And he goes, can I tell you something? And I was like, oh, God. what? Yeah. And he was like, I saw it. And I was like, that was my worst nightmare. And first of all, I just laughed. And I was like, 
My worst nightmare was you seeing that video and now you've seen it. We're both here and I don't care. So did you talk about it afterwards or no? Um, He did say, oh, be careful, whatever. And I goes, mm. he didn't say much. And I was just like, yeah, that was the worst thing that could have happened. And it wasn't even that bad. So I know like my nieces in Canada listen to it. And yeah. I mean, they've said that they really like it. And I'm kind of like, I'm proud that I am the weird, edgy one that does all this stupid content that they what can... What we're talking about is normal. You're saying these don't talk about that shit. I'm really like, yeah, that's fine for the younger lot. I don't know. Like, I've told my mum that we talk about sex and stuff on the podcast and things like that. My dad, I don't know if he knows. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know how my dad would react to some of the things we talk about. And that's something that I'm like, okay, when that day comes, it comes. Because I'm just like, someone might just send him something they've seen of us on Instagram because mm, yeah. we share so much of it. Yeah, and yeah. just be like, what is she doing? What's your daughter doing? And then he'll be like... Yeah, that's what I was scared of. And then if he wants to be like George what are you doing I'll just be like well this is what I do thing is though people have these conversations not recorded not on a podcast we're recording them and I think the thing of making mistakes I was always scared of making mistakes I wanted my life to be a perfect line perfect trajectory no mistakes and I understand like you know with you were saying about Kim Kardashian her not wanting her kids to know about past relationships I think there's a point of they do need to know, but also it's hurtful seeing your parents getting hurt. I wouldn't want to see my parents getting hurt. But I think the things that we talk about, we're talking about our journeys. We're not fucking perfect. I don't have to show you the finished project because we're still working things out and I have no shame in that. And you can see that, like Chris was a dickhead. Like imagine seeing your mum dating a dickhead and you've just watching it like a show. Yeah. I would hate that. I would want to, I think one of those kids is going to be like, we're slashing Chris's tires. Yeah. Where does he live? So yeah, you've got to be careful with shit like that, I think. To see someone hurt your parents, that would be, that would be really hard. That would be when, you know, I would start my revenge story. Like I'd be like, here we go. Like, let's do this. Chris was, so annoying it was just so clear he was in it for the fame just a little bit of clout and that <sighs> nasty makes me sick he makes us makes sick makes me sick <sighs> alright I have something to tell you as well you know oh my god what how am I gonna say this off the back of what I've just said what you know I was at the spa this weekend yeah I had a good little time at spa. Yeah. I sent a little cheeky pic, little little bikini shot and that. Where? I didn't see it. Oh, no, I sent it. To who? Oh, no, to the to the ting. To the ting. Oh, wow. You didn't even send it to me. Usually she sends this to me, but yeah, okay. I actually deleted it from the convo. Oh. Uh, shortly after. What's the point in doing that? Because I'm a bit of a tease. That is so... <laughs> what is the point of that? <laughs> no, but I wish I kept it because I look so fucking good. I would have posted it on Instagram. It's, it was good. There's like bikinis, like a bit of the, okay. a little bit of the, what are those things they give you? Dressing gown, like it was cute, really bougie bathroom. I was like, yo, okay. yeah. check this shit out. It's fire. It's just fucking fire. Do you know what I mean? And? <laughs> well, I deleted it. <laughs> no, what happened after you sent this? Oh yeah, he saw it. He was like, yeah, this is fire. I was like, yeah, I know. And then you deleted it. And then did he be like, why did you delete it? He said he understands. He was like, I know and completely get it. I think he laughed. I think he thought it was funny. And then now he's like, uh, okay. it's in my mind, mentally etched into my mind. And I was like... So you should have just kept it anyway. I should have, because you know what? I deleted it even from my deleted items. I don't know what... I get paranoid about things sometimes, but I should have actually posted it on Insta. But it wasn't you with your tits out. It was just you wearing a bikini. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I don't know. I just... I, I get paranoid. You know what I've got? Yeah, I've got progress pics, you know, of my belly and stuff. 
And I'm always like, you know, because like people are always like, oh, let me see your pictures well, in my phone. I mean. I'm like, watch it. Yeah. There's naked pictures in my phone. Just watch it. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought because basically I was taking loads of pictures. But at least it's you looking pink. It's not you being like, who's my fat belly? <laughs> yeah, I know. But I always get really paro, but yeah, I get paro. So anyway. So how are things with you and your ting at the moment? <laughs> 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 so me and Raj had a conversation before I went away that I was being an idiot. No, you're being a fuckboy. Yeah. Let's be real without, about it. Without the fucking, can we just Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but the only thing that a fuckboy is fucking is someone's head. Yeah, that's what he said that's what I was doing. So mm-hmm. I um <laughs> I said we'd get some space and then I sent the bikini picture. Mixed messages again and again. We've been talking and then yesterday mm-hmm. I said, all right, going to give it some another go. I don't get it. So what, what are you giving a go here? Uh, we'll, get, we'll see how it goes. We'll just, we're seeing how it goes. The issues that we have come up to thus far are the fact that we've been friends for a long time and transitioning into something more I found a bit difficult and a bit sticky. But mm. away from that, in my mind, like I've written a list of all the things I want in someone and he is those things. Oh, <coughs> that's very cute. Shut up. And um, I even like, I said it to him yesterday, like I visualised what I would expect this person to be and do and be in their life. And he is those things. And you've told him that? Yeah, I told him that yesterday. Oh my God. Wow. This is like very... Very uh, emotionally intelligent, and he's the most emotionally intelligent human being I have met thus far. Not no, not perfect. Though. Not perfect. Not perfect. Mm. We'll see how this progresses. That's good to hear. Yes, that's where I'm at. Thank you. Before we get into our main relationship lessons, we're gonna just say thank you next to something that's happened in pop culture this week. Even though I was at the spot and I wasn't really on social media, one thing I did fucking see because it's absolutely everywhere is that absolutely horrendous clip of Curtis and AJ. Is it Pritchard? Yeah. Yeah, the brothers. Curtis from Love Island and his brother. From Strictly Come Dancing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They basically appeared on Hollyoaks and there's a scene of them. Basically, they're acting and it has gone... It's everywhere because of how fucking awful it is. I've seen these clips literally everywhere. Every meme page is showing it. There, It's all over TikTok. And the acting is, you can't call it acting. I don't know what it is. I saw it being memed just like my first GCSE drama performance. Listen, but GCSE drama, we used to kill it in there. I feel like you would. I feel like you would really take it on the, the Honestly, role. Honestly, like, yeah. I was just like, wow, like you can't, don't cuss GCSE drama students because they are... Magnificent souls, man. Did you do GCSE drama? Yeah, of course I did. Like, goddamn. Yeah, I can see you doing that. Yeah, I can man. see you doing that. But yeah, go on. The one meme that really got me was when they say that they need someone with a big social media following. Then it had the GCSE acting. And I guess by they, they mean like casting yeah, agents or executives, the company. Yeah, talent agents. But it got me thinking actually this morning, what happened before social media following? People believed in people's talent. It was all talent based. Can you act? Can you deliver lines? Can you learn lines? Do you have the discipline to do that? But I feel like people took a chance on people maybe that just don't have a social media following. Talent management and being a talent manager or being an agent was actually a skill because you had to spot 
talent in people. And it wasn't just like, mm. oh, this person's got a million followers and they've been on this show and like, no, 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 we could tap into that audience. Let's do it. That's a strategy. That's like different. That's not... Curtis is so bait. Yeah, talent spotting isn't strategic. Like it shouldn't be strategic. And this is what kind of breaks my heart because there are broadcasters out there now. Can I just name them, Hardy? Can I name them? Are you going to let me name no, them? No, no. I hate you, man. They don't. You love me because you drew... No, but there are there are broadcasters out there that hold themselves up. There's to, a lot of people, loads of yeah, people. But the one that really pisses me off is the one that holds himself up to such a high value of creative diversity and all this shit and la di da And we are the men and men, so we do things like this, and we're better than Channel Four and ITV and all these other places. And <laughs> yeah, I love how you're not naming and them. We're better but, than uh, Sky because Sky. Let's name all the other ones that they're not, and then uh, by the process of elimination. There we go. There we are. And, you know, and I know full well from commissioners and executives there that they are just looking at people who have got followings and things like that. And instead of looking at people who have worked their way up the industry or like made sure that they've got a skill set or gone out of their way to like work for free and do all this stuff and get this skill set. And, you know, let's say for radio presenters, learn how to run a desk and, you know, understand how to speak in a mic and not sound breathy or anything like that and know how to make links and things like that. Like, I know people just think people on radio are just like, no, 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 chatting, chatting, chatting. Yeah, but there is also an art to it. And there's a skill. You'd be surprised how many people can't put a fader up and actually form straight sentences that make sense to their listener. And it's just so upsetting that... Those people who used to be the talent makers, the taste makers, and like, you know, so many big names have come from those places who started out as assistant producers or just people that were struggling to, you know, make a, make a name for themselves and were out there trying to make a name for themselves. And they didn't have social media followings because that is a place that like, when you get an opportunity, that is when those places can create a following for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A following shouldn't be something that they need to depend on for you to go and work for them or with them. It doesn't translate though either, like... Well, okay, sometimes with podcasts and stuff, if I know they've got a guest on that I care about, like Michaela Cole, yeah. I will listen to it because I've got Michaela Cole on. But a lot of the time that doesn't translate from something to something to something else. Like, yeah. it's not always like that. But you can't help, say, even if like the overall strategy isn't, we'll go for influencers, smaller level people, every cog, every they all have to be on the same page to understand that what they're doing and what they're adding to the influence that they all have. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like if one manager believes influencers are really important, okay, but the other one doesn't, yeah. it cancels it out or whatever. Yeah, because you get a balance. And I think that's the best thing. Of course, I understand the business's needs and things like that. So you want influencers and whatever. But at the same time, you've got to recognise that influencers aren't always the best people to put in front of a mic. Mm. They definitely, what they've done, what they've created, creating a social media following and all that, that is fucking hard. Yeah, like that's yeah, not yeah. that's not piss easy. That's an art form in itself, right? Yeah, but it's that's visual. An art form. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. visual art form. So then, why go and put those people on the radio and think that that's going to work? Like that's going to need a little bit of training, no? That's going to need a little bit of. The guy I was working with last night, I've known him for a long time. I've known him since he was young. He comes in hours early, talks to me, collaborates, and we come up with ideas. We see how it's going. We check in with each other. Not everyone works like that. I've worked with people who don't do that, who've got like bigger social media following. So I'm just like. I I love how I'm not saying oh yeah let's encourage people to like bully these two for their shit acting or whatever but I I like how that was memed in that way to prove a point about using influencers and thinking that oh yeah they've got 
talent. Yeah, it's pretty interesting in other areas because it's like surely they would have gone through an audition process. So someone has actually seen their tapes and been like, yeah, let's do it. Let's get them on. We need to get someone on from Hollyoaks to see what what how that got okayed. Oh God, you know, Kurt. I have to tell you something. So Curtis's management hate me because when I used to do reality TV, I said some bad things about Curtis on the show because I thought he was quite narcissistic. I didn't like how he treated Amy. Curtis is awful. Like, yeah, he wanted to present himself as the nice guy. Like, He's not. He's like the nice guy, but he's got these eyes where behind them, you know, they're evil. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah. can see the evil cogging to- like yeah, behind. Yeah. So I think, I don't know what, I don't know what we called him, but anyway, we got an email from his manager saying, um, we heard what you said about Curtis, blah, 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 blah. You, you shouldn't be saying stuff like this, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just like. What if it's true though? Wow. Who said it's an opinion, isn't it? It's an opinion. He's gone on a show where people can form opinions mm. of him and it's a opinion. Like we're not stating facts, even though we pretty much <laughs> were like, cause it was based yeah. on things he had said. So, I mean, what I'm saying is, yeah, I'm happy to do this because already his agent hates me. So it's fine. All right. All good. All good. It's all, it's all good. Let's just find out how that happened. It's interesting. Cause I think, I think it, you know, people always do this thing where they're like, it's the end of influencer culture. And it's like, bro, there's never going to be an end of influencer culture. Nah. I don't it, it has power it has power. Yeah, there's brands out there who don't do that shit too. There's ones that actually have a heart and have a soul. So yeah. It's just really sad for people who aren't good at creating social media profiles or they don't want to post every day and they don't want to do photo shoots every day and you know work the whole Instagram bubble, but they have talent in other ways. Where do they go? Yeah. If you're only looking for followings, where do those people go? So it's kind yeah, of unnatural, so- like I have having a few days off um posting and stuff. Mm. That's needed. That's needed for people's mental health. Yeah, you can't be posting all the time. And also, let's be really honest. The majority of influencers, it's even hard for them to keep up with the shit that they're doing because they can't pretend to be perfect all the time. That's actually mentally tolling. I'm going to go watch that clip after. Anytime I need a laugh, a quick little pick me up, I'm going to watch that. Oh my God. So what are you saying thank you next to, Bebe? Thank you next to picking, just literally just getting a little pipette or one of those little toy machine things. Just going down, picking influencer, taking them out and putting them into a role where other people do actual hard work and talent and try and work their way up and just ignoring those people, thinking they don't exist and just picking an influencer and just being like, oh, wow, a magic, magic band, a magic uh, plaster. Oh, and then you know what else? You know what else I just want to say thank you next to? Thank you next to you lot doing that. But then thank you next to you trying to complain about that decision you made when you realise that person can't be on it. Fucking stupid. That is a dumb... That just No one's got time for you, mate. Don't come to us and tell us that shit. Bye. You know what else is really, really upsetting about this? Obviously, because we do work behind the scenes and we have to work with certain people, etc., etc. Is when you get an influencer on board and, and they want to be a presenter, they're not going to come to you as talent. They're going to come to you as an influencer and like you're the their brand director. So the lines I've been given, which I just, I don't want to hear it ever again. Booking this guest doesn't align with my brand. I'm not here as your producer to find guests that align with For your, your brand. brand. Your brand is on Instagram. You mm. you worry about that shit. I'll worry about your show. So mm. like, yeah, there's, it creates so many more problems because it's like, what is your brand, bro? Mm, yeah, you being responsible for someone's brand, but then you're responsible for what comes out of the thing that you're in charge of. And it's like, if you want to book that influencer, yeah, you got to be aware of all of that shit and all the politics that come with it. Yeah, it's a lot. Like who likes who and da-da-da. Thank you, next. 
Alrighty, alrighty. Time to get on to our lessons, isn't it? Yeah, it's time to get on to our lessons. This one's from you, Raj. Okay, go on then. So one up me. If you're not progressing in your current job, just leave. Leave, man. Leave. Leave. Right. Where did this come from? Well, this has come from my own experience and... I have always been a freelancer. Um, I started... Always? Yeah, pretty much. I started freelancing like straight out of uni and yeah, that is the life that I've known. And then I think I was at the BBC and I was like permalance. So within freelancing, you do find these little, I don't know what you want to call them, safe places, let's say, where you become like a permalance freelancer. And what I mean by that is that you get regular shifts. You know that you're not really worried about where your next bit of work is coming from because you know you're going to just you're get... You're the go-to. Yeah, you're going to get regular work from this place and that was the scenario there and I've had that multiple times like that isn't the only place where that can happen to you right eventually like when you're on that side of things you said this to me earlier as well you have this thing where you're like oh my god getting on a contract here would be goals yeah getting on a contract here would be everything so I did get on a contract there and it was the worst experience of my life and I had to beg them to let me leave. They didn't even want to let me leave. I had to beg them, beg them, beg them. And then I went back to freelancing. And that was when I went off to, and I left like the BBC as a whole and I went to ITV. And that was that was the beginning of the rest of my life, which has been really, 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 really good. I thought that me becoming a freelancer and doing everything that I was doing and then going into a permanent role, or it wasn't even permanent, it was a contract. I thought that was development because that's what you're kind of taught to believe. But actually it wasn't development because the role that I was given was an assistant producer. And that was me going into that after six years of producing. But they make you think that the trade-off of having the permanent and you then taking a step down is good because you've got fucking comfort, which you don't really need. No. What do you I need that, that for? Anyway, because yeah. to be honest, like I was getting worked like daily. I, I was turning down shifts. I was one that was like, I'm going to work these days and not these days and things like that. Mm. So that was one thing. And it's like, you've got to recognize sometimes that like, when your job, whatever your people at work are trying to disguise as development, look at it from just another angle and just check, is this actually development? Because I have to think about like loads of things like that happened to me at work and so many things were not development. I was blocked from so doing so many things that I wanted to do that I saw they were letting other people do. But I stayed thinking, if I prove myself, if I do this, then this will happen. If I do that, then this will happen. If I do that, do you know the last thing? Do you know why my name now is respected over there? It's because I left and I made a name for myself outside of that place. Mm, That's yeah. why they care about me now. Now I'm like this legend in the building, like, oh <laughs> yeah, she did this and da 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 da. And it's just like, mm, no. Oh, you know, like people are always like, oh, do you have regrets? Do you have regrets? That is one of my regrets. I think that is the only regret I have that I slogged it out for such a long time. And it's a problem I was, it's a mistake I was making in relationships as well. I mm. stayed for too long in yeah, that yeah. spot. And it was like, but you're not giving me a producer role, but you want me to be an AP, but you want me to do all the things that a producer does. You want me to have all these ideas. You want me to work on social media campaign, like all this stuff. But like, is my pay going to reflect that? Is this going to reflect that? No. And even going into that, like, was my pay as a freelancer put up yearly? No, it wasn't. Mm. Should it have? Yes. Like, mm -hmm. were other people's put up in the BBC? Yes, it was. And it's just like, sometimes you just find yourself... I don't know, settling within this role. And I think especially in the creative industry, because you're taught that you're lucky to be there. Yeah. You're lucky to be there. So you've That's got really it. interesting you say that lucky thing. When I was getting my hair done, the lady next to me was getting her hair washed. She works in finance. And they were like, no job is fun mm. or no job can always be fun kind of thing. And there's, you know, bad parts to every job. And she was like, 
This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Other than working in entertainment, and I sat there and no. I just, I went like this, I just went, because our job is fun and we are lucky. I know yeah, how fucking are, lucky we are. we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me to like move to London, I felt like I needed a permanent job. So yeah, I came to London once I had a permanent job. And then after I'd like seen that through, done as much as I could there. So I had a trade-off. So I had a permanent job at somewhere where I was getting paid, not that much, but I'd done everything I could do there basically. And then there was a risk of taking a three-month attachment at the BBC. And I was like, that's the stupidest. That Who would do that? But I did. I just did it. And... Everyone around me, once I got to BBC, they were so obsessed with permanent contracts. Yeah. I began to get obsessed with permanent yeah. contracts. Yeah. And even though I hated what I was doing, I think I've spoken about it before, I went home for Christmas and cried for three days to my mom about how much I hated my job. Yeah. I kept trying to go for contracts, jobs, anything that gave me a level of like permanent or like structure or something that was like solid. I was like, I need this. And I feel like I got swept up into that because everyone around me was obsessed with that. When really I'm not trying to, I'm not saving up to get married right now. I'm not trying to have kids right now. I'm not trying to get a mortgage right now, but everyone around me are doing those things. And that's what they believe is the way to live. So yeah, my friend said, he actually said to me, because I went for six jobs after I knew that was going to come to an end. Didn't get any like jobs that were way below what I can do. I got turned down from six jobs and everything mm. was not working in my favor. The only thing that was available to me was freelance. And Sid kept saying to me, you need to do that. It's going to be so sick. You're going to love it. And honestly, it's the best thing that I've ever done. It's fucking yeah. sick. <laughs> they made me apply for the job that I was already doing as a freelancer for two years. I was doing it for two mm-hmm. years. They made me apply for that job. And believe it or not, I didn't get that job. They and they gave do it to someone. Shit. Yeah, they gave it to someone that was less experienced than me and who didn't know. It was a, um, it was a Bollywood show. Mm-hmm. And I knew Bollywood inside out. And they gave it to someone who thought Bollywood was just about Shah Rukh Khan and that was it. That's and me. I was like, okay. That's me. <laughs> yeah. But do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, wow, like, okay. There's a lot of politics as well, though, with these things. Yeah. You yeah, don't yeah, know yeah. what and any then, of the, what they're I thinking. I know, I know. Yeah. But looking, if I was smart enough to look at that for my own personal gain and my own development, I would have known from then on that I need to put my foot down here and be like, I wasn't good enough for this role, so I'm not going to carry on freelancing on this show. Mm. Like, I'm not going to do that. And that would have saved me 
a lot of bullshit and a lot of depression that I got along the way. But what what happens in these scenarios is that they kind of it's almost like they're degrading you. Yeah, and you try harder to win their love. Oh God, it's horror. It's such a toxic yeah. relationship. I used to describe it as you know Lady Gaga, bad romance. Yeah. I used to say me in this place, it is a bad romance, and I'm so glad it's over now. But. I see people making the same mistakes, doing the same shit. So what happened this week is last week even, I had a meeting at a company, brilliant company, dying to work for them. And they were looking for people with a certain skill set. And I was like, oh my God, my old boss has this skill set. So I contacted her and she's obviously still slogging it out on this permanent contract, whatever. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I've been messaging this girl for like so long being like, you need to have meetings with this person, that person. Let me set a meeting up with this person. Let me put you on a call with this person. I have to say, when I was doing all the shit I was doing, I had no one telling me what to do. I had no one being like, go freelance for just like this. I just did it. And it was all based on instinct and things just worked out. Mm -hmm. But if I had someone pushing things down my throat, oh my God, of course I'd be listening to them. It'd give you some hope, innit? Yeah, I've become like that person for certain people in my life and okay the thing is something's happened she has decided to leave because of a conversation I've had with her basically she works in an area where she creates content for a very specific niche audience and she's got so used to thinking that that isn't good enough and that the industry doesn't value that that she feels like she can't leave this institute until she's done something mainstream and got a mainstream credit. Mm. And I had to be like, hi, when I left this place, the only place I had worked for was this place. Mm-hmm. And no one said to me, like when I went to ITV, no one said, oh, but you made stuff for Asian people. And oh, but yeah. you don't know about mainstream audiences. And da, 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 da. all these things that you make yourself believe when you put yourself in a position of just being that person that is looked over, being that person that doesn't get development, being that person that mm. doesn't get to like make take the next step in their career, but you see everyone else doing it, it starts affecting you where you believe all this shit about yourself. Yeah, I think a lot of the times when you're so used to working on one thing, one area, one audience, even like with us, one radio show, mm. you start to think that's all you know and you don't know anything else. You get comfortable, you get used to what you're doing. But one thing I like about being freelance is, one day I can work on a late night show. One day I can work on a breakfast show. One day I can work on this and that. And that gives me comfort in knowing I can just pick and choose and I can try all these different things. It makes you feel like stronger. Like you, you can literally take on anything. But once you're in the same team doing the same shit, you start thinking that's all you are. But the thing is, everyone has transferable skills, especially yeah. within their industry. And like, she has so many transferable skills, but it's like, she's been made to believe that she's just not good enough because she's not being mm. developed where she is and all of that. And I just think it's, because you've allowed yourself to be in this position for so long that you're now just so scared about everything. And every day, every day since I've had this conversation that she's made this decision, I'm getting messages from her now. And she's like, I'm doing this. And oh my God, I'm speaking to this person today. And you know, like, and she's so scared that she like wants a bit of thingy. And I'm just like, dude, like just trust your gut, like just go with it. But Mm. it's like, you're carrying all this trauma. I don't think people realize it's that your job has to be somewhere where it's got to treat you how you want to be treated even in a relationship. Mm. It's got to be like that. Like if you're not going to take certain things from a man or a woman, then my God, you better not take that from your boss or like your role. I am learning to be more good with communication about like rates and things as well. Yeah. So like the other day I asked, last time I worked with these these people, I charged them what I wanted to charge them. And then this time I asked, what is your thing? And they told me, this is what we pay. I was like, is that the same for everyone? Yeah. Because I want to check that you're not just willy-nilly paying the white guy who's been here two two months longer than me 
more because first of all he's a man and you think he can do the job better any of that shit I don't want any of that and then he goes in an exceptional circumstances we pay time and a half I goes okay cool and then I was like yeah but what are those except I want to know what are those he was like okay if I dragged you away from your wedding or oh if God, two minutes or if I asked you on the same day or something or like whatever I was like okay I was like I don't want to leave any stone until I want to know exactly what we're dealing with here I want full transparency um, but I definitely have friends as well who always looking at me or my lifestyle. They're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I want a bit of that. And they just keep slogging on. And I, I did that as well. I've done that. I've done that keep slogging on vibe. Doesn't feel good. It just made me feel resentful of other people and their happiness. That's a natural thing. Things like that, you are going to have more negative feelings if you're staying in a position like that. And when I left... I had no job to go to. I keep saying this to everyone. I, I don't advise you to do that, but <laughs> mm. like, do, do whatever's right for yourself financially. But I don't know, like, you know, in a Tyler Creator track, there's this thing where it's like, um, you got to close a door to open a window. And it was like, I had to close that door. And while I was in my final weeks of leaving, bam, I got a call from ITV. And it was like, I didn't even have to interview. They just called me and they looked at my LinkedIn and I had work for the next six months. That's fucking sick. And things like things like that do happen. It's so weird. I swear it happens like but you have you have to put yourself first in all of these situations. Not your bosses, not whatever you think this project is going to get you because if you've done seven projects like that before and they haven't got you to the next step in your career, the eighth project isn't going to do it either. I'll tell you that much now. If you think you are not progressing at your job, if you think you're not getting development and you're seeing people being sent on courses and you're asking to be put on those courses and you're not getting put on them or, you know, mm. you're asking for a pay a pay rise and you know that Lee up the road who knows way less than you is getting, oh my God, I've named it back one of my actual colleagues, but anyway, uh, <laughs> is getting more than you, but he knows less than you, then my God, please respect yourself enough to just leave, save yourself the hassle. You will find a job elsewhere. Your skill set is transferable. People are looking for people like you. I just think why waste all your time in a place where people don't appreciate who you are? Well, I read a quote somewhere which was like, imagine everything goes exactly the way you, everything's a yes. So, you know, sometimes you put in yeah. blocks in your head. You're like, oh, what if they just said they don't call me back? Uh, if they say no, and then this person ignores me, da, da, da. If you imagine it going, everything going well, then could happen my only tip is yeah you don't know the power of your linkedin i need to go update that shit update that shit regularly literally they just looked at my linkedin and they were like yeah cool uh when can you start i was like okay this is my fucking hour right start here right need to get on linkedin guys we are if, if linkedin want to hook us up with a little little deal and that little sponsorship and that here we are i love link you know like when people ask me for my um cv i'm like yo what century are you from i can send you my linkedin like you know like I don't have a CV. I used to be on LinkedIn when I was younger, but not anymore. It's such a good platform. But anyway, yeah, they're not sponsoring us, so we're not going to talk about it more. Right, Raj, what are you saying thank you next to? I'm saying thank you next to staying in a job where you're not appreciated and you're not getting development and you're not progressing. Uh, no like, way, honey. Mate, you know, like, it's all like you don't want to see at the table. You create your own table. Go create your own journey. Look at the other avenues that you can be working at, working in. If you need to retrain, retrain. Give yourself that time. Fucking... Fuck this shit. Give yourself that time, dog. Give yourself that time. Treat yourself better. If they treat you like shit, you treat yourself better. Beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, next. Thank you, next. Thanks, but uh, next. Lesson number two. This one's coming from Hardeep. Uh, so one taught me. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Oh my God. I feel like you're talking right to me. I always used to take pride in being like, I am an all or nothing person with me. It's all or nothing. I still say that. I still say that. 
There's something about the middle ground, which makes me anxious, sometimes a bit uneasy, sometimes like, oh, what are they thinking? Are they my friend? Do they like me? Are we friends? It just didn't sit with me that well. Mm. So all my friendships or relationships or family stuff, colleague stuff, it was all or nothing. Mm. And I think I found that most of my romantic relationships that were all or nothing. And the ones that were more all were very highly charged electric and crash and burn high emotions mad fights all of that kind of stuff i think like my my actual long-term relationship was in between all or nothing which is why i think it lasted so long i'm not saying something lasting means it's successful but i think that's why it lasted as long as it did because it wasn't so like bam bam yeah we're having a fight i love you ring you every day but is that because it was a long distance there was a bit of distance involved in that relationship so you maybe could have been because if you're all or nothing and you were like that in all your relationships yeah what was different about that one where it was like they had boundaries so they would only see me like when they wanted to kind of thing they'd be very strategic about when they see me no, it's not at night time, if that's what people are thinking. <laughs> no, but they'd be like, I'll see you on Saturday this week and next week I'll see you on Sunday. It was like, I'll see you once a week. It was never like, I'll see you every single day. That person had a lot of boundaries, which, and because I was such an all or nothing person, I would have gone in ham. Yeah. So yeah, I used to say I'm all or nothing and all my friendships or relationships would be kind of like inseparable and yeah, they'd die a death and they'd be full of action and drama and mad. But I've noticed now that the best relationships that I have are the ones that aren't so intense where I think it's like the, you need a village. What is it? It takes a village. It takes a village, yeah. I think in the past I have probably depended on romantic partners or like best friends for everything i want to talk to you about sex i want to talk to you about family i want to talk to you about love you need to send me memes you need to make me Mm. laugh you need to be emotionally available and all that kind of things but now i've noticed that the best relationships i have are the ones that yeah they're not so intense and that i pick and choose what i go to people for and we have boundaries it's just not we're talking 24 7 and things like that and i'm trying to learn now in this situation how to be in the middle ground because i fundamentally believe like it's something I need to challenge that I can't be successful in work and romance at the same time. Oh, are you joking? Why? I, I feel like it's not possible for me. I get so distracted. I get what you're saying about the all or nothing thing. And I think, yeah, what I mean by all or nothing now is so different by what I meant about it before. Mm-hmm. But it is actually quite an unhealthy notion, isn't it? It means that you're not actually going with the flow of things. You're not letting things reveal themselves to you. You're not seeing how things can go. You're yep. just being like, what is this right now? And yeah, I know people who are like, you know, like when they're talking to someone, they're like, what is this already? Mm-hmm. But you're just talking to someone. How are you going to know what it is if you're just... I think now as well, it's a red flag if someone's like, tells you what it is in day one. Yeah, which is what? What would they tell you? If someone's like... I love you. Yeah, you're gonna. we're going to get married. Yeah, if you're dropping albums and stuff, then it's like, yeah, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. I keep getting served this TikTok where it's like, if you say I love you to that girl like that you've been seeing for a month, no, dog, you need to check yourself kind of thing. And it's like, yeah, like... So my last one, I think, yeah, I love you was said so quickly. And I think within three months, like marriage was being talked about. And I, I was like, this is too... Looking back on it, I was like, yeah. I wasn't laughing what at that. Laughing at? <laughs> Sorry, I was laughing that I was once in bed with somebody. We weren't having sex. I think we were just cuddling, and it was after a week or two. Mm-hmm. And they said, "I love you," and then they took it 
back. They took it back. What Raj. did they say? Like straight away. They, they goes, oh, no, I didn't mean that or something like that. And I was like, he means it. He, I just, he just let his guard down. He means it. He really does. You know that that whole thing of like saying I love you. Like I don't know. It's either that someone says it so freely all the time. Like you know how we say I love you. Bye. But I feel like our relationship has grown, and my best friendships have grown over time to become solid. Do you know what I mean? But do you know when someone says I love you that quickly in a relationship? It's like, do you say that to everyone? Oh, wait, is it a red flag? No, that I say it to you. I say it to you, Mom and Naomi. I know, I don't really say it to other people as well, you know, like I'm quite... I think I say it to you. I've started saying it more to my friends because I'm thinking about death, but anyway. Oh God, yeah. I say it to Pav because she says it to me. Other than that, I think the only person I say it to is you. I say it to my mum. I don't really say it to my dad, which is, I don't know, I need to start working on my relationship with my dad. Yeah, I don't to my dad either. I keep thinking about like, what does my dad think our relationship is? And at the moment it's just like... <laughs> what do they, what goes on in their Because like, I see my dad and I'm like, you're all right? And I punch him and I'm like, you're all right? Like, it's just yeah, like, it's just so different, isn't it? I tried to make them watch a movie with me yesterday. What were we watching? The Sound of Metal with Riz Ahmed. My dad was like falling asleep. He had to leave midway through because... There was no action in it. There were no girls. There were no romances. There was nothing. He was just like, you know what? Like, I'm going. See you later. Aww. What are your relationships like then? Your friendships and stuff? All or nothing. I know you say you're a ride or die. I am 100% ride or die, yeah. My relationships have changed so much from being... I am still ride or die, but I'm ride or die with very few people now because there's very few people in my life now at this stage that I can rely on like that as well and that I know that they can rely on me. I've got way more boundaries now. I don't expect a lot from other people anymore. I think all of these things, all or nothing and ride or die, it also comes from you expecting certain behavior and treatment from other people. So I do this with people a lot. I've done it with my friends. I've did it with my mom in the past and I now done it with this thing. I said, if there's a burning bridge, yeah, <laughs> and I'm on one side and then I put something they really care about on the other side. Now I like to check. I like to just see but I know that's fucking so immature. I'm so bad. This time I put his family members on the other side, like his nieces and me. <laughs> no, but no, 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 no. It wasn't me or your nieces. It was because I knew I'd lose. Obviously, I'd want to lose. But then I said, if I had one niece and then the other niece, because <laughs> then, it, then it gives me a bit some leverage. Hardy, there's, yeah, I think I don't know what to say to this. If you are a therapist and you're listening to this right now, please tell us what you... Think of this. Uh, it's hi, thank you, next podcast at gmail.com. I can explain more. First of all, it was just jokes. It was like, I'm on one side and your pet's on the other side. Oh, and he said, my God, I would be pet. saving the pet. You could save yourself. That's what he said. So then I knew I wouldn't win. So I then I brought know, his nieces in. Why are you in doing this? What is this proving? Anyway, were you not trying to say thank you next to it being all or nothing, but you're literally testing people and being like, I'm on one side of the bridge and your dog is on the other side, bro. I do it to my mom as well, all regularly. Yeah, you haven't done it to me because I think I would actually just go mad. Yeah, what I love about Rogers, yeah. Imagine if Blue was on one side of the bridge and you're on the other side. Are you stupid? Of course I'm going to go save Blue. Really? I'd be like, Blue, oh, don't move, I'm coming. Me or your rabbit, you'd pick your rabbit. You can run on the other side to the woodland area. Run. Blue doesn't know what she's doing. No, but then I'm going to lose her forever. I need to find her. I need to protect her. She can't live in the wild. 
cats come and try and attack her and I have to save her. Okay, I know it's really sick. I know it's sick, right? But sometimes it's I do say to my... Yes, yeah, something wrong in my head. But sometimes I say to my mum, like me or her best mate, because her mate, she goes on about her best mate all the time and I get a bit jealous. So sometimes I was like, yeah, I'm on one side, she's on the other side. Who'd you pick? Listen, one time, yeah, I came home. Obviously, this is when I was having really bad issues with my ex. But so we used to live together. So I came home and I found this woman, this girl in my house talking to my mom, having tea with her. This girl that I've never... Yeah, who's this? Uh, she was like my age. Yeah. And I was like, who the fuck is that? I was like, oh, mom, you're having tea without me already. Yeah, yeah. So my mom... Yeah. My mum recently had like a work experience student and she was like taking her to work and stuff and like making her brownies. And I was like, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> but anyway, but it's so interesting. I don't know, man. Like, and my mum's always like, uh, yeah, you should, this girl's name's Romy. Yeah. She's like, yeah, you should call Romy over. And, da, da, da. and I'm like, yeah, bring her over yeah, now. Whatever, but like, she never brings her over. Like she never comes over now that I'm back home and stuff. Like I don't see this girl, but it's like when I wasn't here, she was chatting to my mum and like having teas with her and this, that, the other. And I'm like, that's that, I think there's something shady about that because it's like if you were having teas with my mum when I wasn't here, mm. why aren't you having teas with me now and my mum now that we're both here? We need just shady we need behavior. to hit her up and find out. Anyway, so if there's a psychology, I'm sure I'm sure someone who knows some psychology, please, please unpack that. Do you actually want to know? It'll probably just be something like you're insecure, you want someone to pick you, you never been picked, blah blah blah. Hi, thank you next podcast at gmail.com. So funny. Or at Thank you next pod on socials. I think there's a lot of beauty in relationships that don't have the all or the nothing. Obviously, nothing is very extreme, isn't it? It's like no contact, no this, no that, no respect. Da, 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 da. But it's I think something between the all and the middle ground area is quite nice. I'd struggled with that in the past, dating someone in the the old workplace. Uh, that was really hard for me. That was really hard. I'd go through phases where we're talking and phases where I pretend that person didn't exist. And it was really fucking hard. Yeah. Now I don't see them. So thank the Lord. Mm. And also the thing about being all, I feel like it's quite, because I think now I've realized independence is really important to have within a relationship still. Mm -hmm. And I think before my independence has always gone out of the window. Yeah, same. I think that comes from that all or nothing thing. And I think that leads you to be codependent a little bit. Yeah, definitely something I struggle with. It's Yeah, it's, it's a mess. So I don't think I'll have that anymore because I do think I really enjoy my time alone. You enjoy your time alone as well. So I do, I do. But you know what it is? It's like you get hooked on someone and then you worry about what it would be like without them. And then you carry on with the hookage. That's what you've got to cancel out, the worrying about what it would be like without them. Listen, you can live your life like without anyone we've been living our best fucking life literally i've had a great time in this pandemic so what are you saying thank you next to hardy it doesn't have to be all or nothing it's not like i want people to live in misery without me but i also just want to be picked but at the same time <laughs> you want them to tell you if you are on a burning bridge yeah but i also don't want to be going around picking people so i ain't picking anyone so i don't know why i expect other people to pick hey right anyway that's what i'm saying thank you next to thank you so we are on to our final lesson. Raj, we've had a lot to chat about today. It's been a while since me and you have done this. Mm -hmm. So lesson number three, one top me. That the people who only talk to you when they want something, they can go. Right. Ooh, the house rougher your feathers. The thing is, this is quite an interesting one because I don't mean people like that are in your circle or your colleagues or your acquaintances even, or even your friends who you might not necessarily hear from for a while that just message you and be like, hey, have you got so-and-so's number? Or, mm. hey, have you got a contact detail? For like, I don't mind that. That's yep. absolutely fine because I do that. And 
when people talk about this, I feel like they talk about that side of things. And I'm like, no, 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 that's normal because that's life. Like, do you do that? Yeah, like helping someone with a number and stuff and yeah, things and like that. Yeah, as long as I don't... Yeah, do you message people and ask for that? Yeah, all the time, like contacts or do you know someone who does this or can you? do you know someone who knows that? I did it the other day with our mutual friend. I was like, oh, do you know someone who does this kind of thing? I think there becomes a point though where you feel like it's not equal or there's some people I want to help and deserve my help and there's some people... I guess everyone deserves your help in some way, but I guess sometimes if you feel, it doesn't feel right, they're just asking, taking, taking, taking. Yeah. So what I want to be very specific about what this means is certain people who disguise themselves as friends. Mm. I looked back on a situation from last year and this girl was literally all up in my DMs, all liking my posts on Insta, commenting on my posts, constantly responding to my stories, setting up meetings, like we were meeting up, having coffees, going for walks, going for dinners, doing all this stuff. And I didn't even realize or think anything of it. I just thought, oh, we're, you know, we're just back in contact now. And it was because she wanted help with a podcast, right? Which is a fairly normal thing in my life. Like loads of people always ask me for help with podcasts. So I feel like you just got asked straight away. That all be friendly smoothing just say hello yeah, how are you listen was, I want some help oh my god it was so weird and I was just thinking the other day I was just like oh so much time has gone I haven't really heard from her oh she hardly dms me she hardly messages me da, 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 da. had a chat with our mutual friend and they were like yeah but I thought you knew this about her and I was like what do you mean mm. they were like oh you know she's quite like if she wants something she'll go to any extent to get it and then when that's done like she's done with you kind of thing it just feels a bit cheap isn't it like to have a have a motive and yeah, I think it's so excessive it's so excessive like I'm not a network executive that you have to take out to dinners and get to know I'm someone that you know very well so just if you want help I said yes anyway like she didn't need to do all this stuff and be like under the guise of maybe she thought that that's what she needed to do so she didn't appear to be or mm, maybe it's really calculated. Yeah, it's calculated and it's like oh but now there's no use for me now you don't want to chat to me and now you don't even respond to my stories anymore. Mate, there's way. more use for you now. You've seen this podcast. Are you mad? Are you mad? Are you In mad? In the sense of she's got the contact she needs, she's got everything that she needs, like whatever, whatever. But I just thought, wow, like that's so thingy. And like I've only had a couple of people like that that have come along and, you know, tried to be like, I'm your friend and I need this now and blah, 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 blah. But I so I appreciate the people that just out of the blue will be like, oh, Raj, um, how are you, how are you? blah, blah, blah. But uh, do you have this? Or I was thinking about this. What do you think? Blah, blah, blah. And you're just, I'm just like, yeah, cool. Like, that's fine. Of course you're going to come to me because mm. who else are you going to fucking ask in within your network? Because there's me that does it, right? But to go to the extent of like organizing dinners and constantly being up in my messages and da, 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 da when all you want is help, that's a bit weird. Maybe they don't want help. Maybe they actually do want to be a friend. No, they don't. Because mm. then they just disappear after you've done the help. So then you're like... That's so weird. At least style it out. If you're going to do all the st- the front, if you're going to do all the foreplay, do you know what I mean? You've got to do a bit of aftercare. It's so true. <laughs> it's so, I, just thought it was, I just thought it was very weird. And I just thought that's so weird. Like, you know, you can just ask me and I'll help you. Like, it's not really mm. that deep. You helped me, even though you hated me. <laughs> I didn't hate you. you. I didn't. I asked Raj a question, and she even she even gave me good fucking advice. Yeah, obviously. I still think to my head, I need to look back at that message and just like you're so funny. 
Yeah, but you could just ask me again. No, but what you said is I, I'm a bit of a purist. I need to go see what you said. You're so funny. So I don't miss any information. And this is the thing, like, if, if a stranger was to ask me, I'd give them the same, like, help that my mates would want. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think to go out of your way to be like, oh, I'm only going to talk, I'm going to talk to you for this whole period and befriend you and we're going to go for walks and we're going to go on dinners and we're going to go for coffee dates and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. But then after I've got what I need, you're not going to hear from me again. Mm. I think that's really strange, man. Mm. I had a... I did. I had a bit of a search. Actually, this goes into something else. Go on, what? I wanted something. Hmm. I wanted a job role hmm. and I wasn't getting it. But it's not an advertised job role. It's ongoing. You can get it anytime. Okay. And uh, someone who also is interested in a similar job role yeah. asked me how to get it or uh, who do I contact? Yeah. And I was feeling really salty that <laughs> I've not got what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. So I just never responded. And I do feel a way about it. That person messaged me because they wanted something. Cool. We are friends. They have they have listened to me when I've been upset in the past. Um, they listen to me go on and on about being sad. Okay. And, um, but I don't fully trust this person. That's the thing. And I was feeling salty that they're asking me how to progress and get somewhere when I haven't even got that. So I didn't pass on the information. I do feel like maybe that was a bit of a dickhead thing from my part to just not respond. But that's up to you that's your decision to make isn't it and like to be honest like even how available i am to people i probably shouldn't be that available mm. but i am i don't really know what to do about that but on the other hand there are some people that i'll just be like no like you know that person that i was talking about on the podcast a while ago who didn't yeah you know who i'm talking about anyway i know who yeah so um but do you ever have people in your life who come and chat to you only when they want something and then they disappear i don't you know i think i'm quite terrified of people using me for time energy entertainment i think i do boost a lot of people with their confidence i try and say like you know you can do whatever you want and give them i actually tried i i do guard my ideas more these days than i probably did before but sometimes when i see a good idea for someone else i'm like you should do that no i don't really have anyone that comes about just to you talk to me when they want something I have those people who message me like, yeah, we should meet up. Yeah, we should meet. And then I'm like, I'm like no, we're never going to meet up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, no, I don't think I, I'm not sure if maybe anyone thinks that I can help them. Oh, I, I don't know. I do have like my mom and her friends who ask me all the time about social media stuff. And there was a point before where I used to get really, um, I'd get really resentful, really angry about it. Because it's constantly changing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's sometimes harder to teach your family yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easier to teach someone who's just like, you don't know. Like you're, if you were asking me a question, yeah. I'd answer it in a different way, <laughs> which is kind of bad. Oh, I do have like uni students who contact me like, how do I get in radio? But I feel like you're going to help them, aren't you? I want them, I want them to get help. <laughs> I don't want to leave them. <laughs> so what do you think of this lesson then? I fucking agree. I feel like I've curated my life so these people don't exist. But I know like family members and friends, they, I know family members who have people who come to them to access the services that they provide. So I've got certain family members that have got like really specific skill sets. My brother's a tree surgeon. My mom's a yoga teacher. I get very, very vexed on her behalf. She's such a like open, loving, kind person. But when I find these like toxic family members that have never spoken to her in 10 years and were never there for us when like my mom and dad broke up, I get really upset when they're having a midlife crisis and they come to my mom to try and solve things. Or my brother, when people are like, oh, I need a tree doing. And I'm like, fuck off. I go, I get annoyed. So I, I feel protective. 
And same with you. If you told me like people were coming to you for this, this, that, I would be like, I would be a bit like, mm. yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit like, what do you want? Yeah, what do you yeah, want? Yeah, 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 what do yeah. you want from my people? So yeah, no, it definitely applies. What do you think? Yeah, I just think it's shady. I just think be upfront about what you want, ask for what you want, and that's cool. Like you don't have to go and false pretenses would be like let's pretend to be best friends for the next five weeks no that's weird it's so calculated just be just say what you want it's very confusing just don't do that if you just want to be my mate because you like that i know things about things then that's fine but just keep yourself at a distance and ask me when you need me don't like come and take me to dinners and create this false falsehood of a relationship keep it real brad you deserve you deserve the fucking best friends oh i'm whining i'm not whining it's just something you i notice and like it's unconditionally oh god you're so funny no but it's just something i noticed and i was like but if you wanted it like you knew i would help you anyway why did you need to do all this like dinner mm. shit like just stop yeah it, that dinner you know? thing's weird <laughs> that's proper weird <laughs> so raj what are you saying thank you next to i'm saying thank you next to the people who think that they need to take you out on dinners and come with this false pretense of being friends when they just want something and they're just coming into your life because they want something like dude if you want something that bad just ask me I'll, I'll give you the info and you can go on your way and i can go on mine don't come with false niceties i don't like it thank you next no thank you thank, thank you, you next, next. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of thank you next with uh me and hardeep that's the best to be honest i mean our guests are good but us two together unmatched cannot be replicated unique amazing <laughs> we hope you enjoyed the content we hope you found stuff that related to your life and if there is anything that related to your life make sure you message us and tell us has someone been using you for your services? <laughs> that sounds so sexual. Yeah, it could be. Are you excellent at giving blowjobs? I'm not. Anyway, are you someone who also asks people, is I'm on a burning bridge and your cat's on the other side? Like, let me know. It, surely it's not just me. No one has ever... I just don't know of this. It's in my, like, toolkit. I always bring it out. It's like... I don't know where you learnt this from. Like, I don't know anyone that says stuff like just this. Just me, just me. Uh... Are you in a permanent job you're trying to get out of, but you're just loving the contract and the paycheck? Let us know. And share this episode with someone you think who might benefit from it. Yeah, share this episode with someone who needs to leave that shitty job. And needs to stop giving people ultimatums, which involve a burning bridge and their pets. Oh my God. So if that's you, email us and leave us a voice note because you know we like to hear your voice. It's hi, thank you next podcast at gmail.com or you can DM us on the socials with thank you next pod on Insta, TikTok, and Twitter. Ah, uh, yeah. If you like what you heard, make sure you hit subscribe on ACAST, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And do not forget, because I will, I will be enraged to give us a review so other people can find us. We love, you know, nice reviews that tell us how beautiful... No, just just leave us a review. Tell us how great we are. I do have to say, though, if you have left us a review, please tell us um, if it's not showing up on Apple Podcasts because I think there is a problem there and we need to... We need to just get testimonies from people so we can go to Apple Podcasts and be like, but this person left us a review and it's not showing up. Don't know what's going on there. We need to look into Don't that. Don't know what's going on, mate. We'll be back next week with more shit we want to say thank you next to. And we have a beautiful guest next week. We do. Who is it? <laughs> oh, you'll have to wait and see. <laughs> Okay, we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Oh, if you're getting vaccinated, don't be scared and take a friend if you want. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. I'll let you know if I grow a dick on my head on our socials. Thank you, next part. <laughs> From the vaccine. Yeah. From the vaccine, From the vaccine. guys. From the vaccine. Bye. Thanks for...